your Bibles up to Psalms 124. We will receive the offering at the end of the service uh, this morning. Psalms 124. Praise the Lord. Everybody doing good today? Let's make a faith confession. Say it with me. This is the day the Lord has made. We are here to rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Lord, for the greater one. The greater one lives in me. And greater is he that is in me than he that is in the, in the world. I will do all things through the anointed one and his anointing which strengthens me. I declare this day that I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And that the joy of the Lord is my strength. I open my heart this morning to receive with the teachable spirit the engrafted word which is able to save my soul, to renew my mind. The word of the Lord is perfect and it changes the way that I think. I open my spirit. I open my spiritual eyes. I pray that you will flood them with light today. For the entrance of your word, it gives me light. I receive today in the name of Jesus. And I give you, Lord, all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Amen. So let's take a look over here at Psalms 124. The 124th Psalm, verse 1, says, If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side. I want you to pay particular attention to that. The Lord on our side. Now may Israel say, If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us. Then they had swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters had overwhelmed us. The streams had gone over our soul. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped As a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken. And you and I are escaped. Thank God if you're born of God, you're going to miss hell. And then notice with me in verse 8. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Amen. The name of the Lord, the name of Jesus that we're learning about and rejoicing about on Sunday night. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. So I want to establish the fact today that he's on your side. And that your help comes from him. And he helps you because he is for you. He helps me because he is for me. Amen. 
Say that with me. He helps me because he is for me. Point at yourself and say, he's for me. He's not against me. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. That is such, such awesome, glorious news. It's good news. And then turning over to Psalms 118, and uh, we'll notice some verses here in verses 1 through 6. You know, when you know He's on your side and He's for you, you ought to act on this first verse of Psalm 118. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Amen. For He is good. And his mercy endureth. Let now, heart of the bay, say that his mercy endureth forever. Let now the house of Amaral say that his mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. His mercy endureth forever. Verse 4 now. Let them now that fear the Lord, and we found out in the last couple of weeks that to fear the Lord means to worshipfully reverence Him, respect Him, and obey Him. That's us, isn't it? Let now them that fear the Lord say that His mercy endureth I called upon the Lord, verse 5, in distress. The Lord answered me. He answers you because he's for you. And set me in a large place. A large place. A roomy place. God is not opposed to you having room. His will for you and me is roomy. Amen. Yeah. Verse 6. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? The Lord is on your side. The Lord is on your side. Therefore, we will not fear. The fact that he's on my side and your side means this. That's the exact opposite of him being against you. He's not against you. He's for you. Religion teaches too much on what God is against. But God is on our side. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Woo, I just got to shout a minute. Glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> For the Lord is good. And His mercy endureth forever. Now, 
When we believe this, fear leaves. The presence of fear indicates the absence of faith. And the absence of fear indicates the presence of faith. This is a faith church. We are a faith people. He is a faith God. Therefore, we will not fear. Woo, glory to God. Amen. The Lord is on your side. That's going to resonate deep in your heart all week long. The Lord is for me. The Lord is on my side. I've got the captain of my salvation on my team. He did more than win the Super Bowl. He did more than win the World Series. He did more than win the NBA championship. I've got the captain of my salvation. I've got the superstar on my side. Woo, glory to God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That means if our opposition is going to beat us, they got to beat him. And he is the unbeatable one. He is the one that rose victorious over death, hell and the grave for you and for me. Amen. Now look at verse 7. The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore, I shall see my desires upon them that hate me. Amen. Again, that's another way of saying, the Lord is for me. The Lord is on my side. Now, go over to Romans, the fifth chapter, and let's track this through and see this theme throughout the message this morning about him being on your side, him for you. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. For God commendeth his love toward us. Toward us. Think about it. In that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Way before you were for him, he was for you. Oh, when I think about the Lord and his mercy upon my life, when I was running from him, he was running toward me. He was running after me. Amen. Verse 9. Much more than, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. Now that we are his, how much more? Verse 10. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more. Everyone say much more three times. Woo, hallelujah. That ought to be a code in this church. We ought to text one another and, and text how much more. <laughs> how much more? We ought to get a little cheer going in the church. How much more? Over there. How much more? 
Much, much more. Hallelujah. Email one another. How much more? If ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more? Shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them? Hallelujah. Moms and dads don't get upset when their kids get something nice. When your children get a home, when your children get in an apartment, hey man, you, even you getting a new watch, he doesn't look at that watch and despise it. No, he's a good, good father. He is the God of the mucho, mucho mas. Did I say it right? Hallelujah. For if we, verse 10, when we were enemies, were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. The fact is, He was for you before, but how much more is He for you now? Hallelujah. The hand of the Lord I prophesy is upon us. The hand of the Lord is upon you for good. The hand of the Lord is upon your family for good. The Lord is for your body. Did you know that? The body is for the Lord. We're to present it as a living sacrifice to Him daily. The body is for the Lord, but the Lord is also for your body. He's for you being strong. He's for you being healed. He's not against you being strong. And he's not against you being healed. Healing is the children's bread. Healing is the will of God for all of God's kids. Woo, hallelujah. Since the Lord is for my body, then I have a right to stand on the word and say, By his stripes. I am healed. Amen. Say that with me. By his stripes, I am healed. Now, let's look over at Romans chapter 8. Romans the 8th chapter. Just keep driving home this point. How much he loves us. How much he's for us. Romans the 8th chapter and verse 31. And really to get the full impact of Romans 8.31, you really need to look at the first 30 verses because in those 30 verses, man, you just see how much he's for you. So the Apostle Paul is writing a letter and he's writing all sorts of things about what the Lord is doing and what the Lord will do in your life. And he says in verse 31, what shall we then say to these things? If... God, be for us. Whoo, glory. Who can be against us? Mm. Another way to say it would be, since God be for me, who can or what can successfully be against me? Oh, that's powerful. 
That's what the Amplified says. What should we send? say to these things? If God is for us, who can be successful against us? For the enemy to be successful against you and against me, he'd have to be bigger than God. And there ain't no way that little two-bit enemy is bigger than our God. Hallelujah. The message translation says this, with God on our side like this, how can we lose? How can we lose? With God on our side. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. This is good food here. Notice with me now in verse 32. He that spared not his own son, that's, that's him being for you, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things. If he gave us Jesus, a watch is small potatoes. If he gave us Jesus, paying off your mortgage is small potatoes. How much more shall he also with him freely, freely Give us what? All things. Things are not to be something that we have and uh, set our affection upon to where things have us. But things are okay for you to have to enjoy. There are some things God just wants you to have because you enjoys it. You just enjoys it. It doesn't have you. It doesn't own you. You give it and you'd sow it at the drop of a hat. But there's things that God wants you to have because you're his child and he loves you and he wants you to enjoy it. Someone said, Pastor Mark, don't you mean enjoy it? No, I said enjoys it. Look it up in the dictionary. It's not there. Uh. <laughs> Let me just quote this verse to you. 1 Timothy 6, 17 says, Charge them that are rich in this world to be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the... Living God, who is for us, and who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Amen. I think we better pull it up. First Timothy chapter six, verse seventeen. First Timothy six seventeen. The whole context of 1 Timothy 6.17 is talking about godliness with contentment is great gain for we've brought nothing into this world and we certainly can't take anything out of it. He talks about that the love of money is the root of all evil which some have coveted after have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. In other words, people that are, are going after money and have this just strong desire to be rich and just leave the kingdom and all of God's things to the side, they're missing it. 
But then he goes on to say, charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust or put their confidence in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and enjoy it. Amen. Enjoy your life. Mm, Praise the Lord. All right. So let's drop down to verse 33. Romans 8, verse 33. It says, Who then shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? That's you and I. It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Did you know that Jesus is praying for you right now? Because he's on your side. Verse 35. Who shall or what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? No. Distress? No. Persecution, famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Absolutely not. Verse 36. As it is written, For thy sake we are, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. And I want you to read verse 37 with me. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And then Paul says, for I am persuaded. I want you to be persuaded that God's for you. Not just as some sort of a a Pentecostal or full gospel or charismatic cliche, but the word lodging deep in your spirit. He's for me. When it doesn't look like anyone's on your side and anyone's on your team, when it looks like your world has fallen apart, know this, the God who is for you upholds all things by the word of his power. For I am persuaded, verse 38, that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. What could ever stop him from being for you? Nothing. What could ever stop him from being on your side? Absolutely nothing. Nothing is going to ever separate you from Him being for you. Hallelujah. Now let's go over to Psalm 23. The 23rd Psalm. Say to me, I'm getting something today. I'm getting the Word today. Hallelujah. The lights are coming on. Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd and I'm full of want. No, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in what kind of pastures? Notice it doesn't say burnt over fields. He leads me 
beside the what? Still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yes, even though I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art... He's for us. Come on, somebody. He's on our side. But glory to God, He's with us. He's with us. He's with me by restoring my soul. He's with you by leading you in the paths of righteousness. He's with you in the valley of the shadow of death. My God is with you. And He lives on the inside of you. Amen. Amen. Verse 5. He's there with you at the table. He prepares a table before you, right smack dab in the presence of your enemies. He anoints your head with oil and your cup. It's about a quarter full. Is that what it says, Raul? What about your cup, Raul? It's running over. Woo, glory to God. Why is it running over? Because He's with us. Because He's for us. Because He's on our side. Amen. And then verse 6, I want you to read this with me. Kind of strong, if you would. Ready, read. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. <laughs> and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. How long? Forever. Woo, glory to God. So He's with us. He's for us. He's on our side to help us, to guide us, to deliver us. To feed us. And I believe this, that we need to become more aware of Him than we do the presence of our enemies. Because it's a given fact, the presence of our enemies is in the world. But I want to remind you that we are not of this world. We are living in this world, but we are carriers of the God who's with us and for us. Hallelujah. And on our side, on the inside of us. We've got this glorious treasure in earthen vessels. Mm, glory to God. So let us not talk about all the devil's done and all the devil's doing. But let us talk about all that the Lord has done. And let us rejoice with great expectation in what he will do. Become more aware of Him than you do the problems around you. Years ago, this phrase was coined, and I can't improve on it. And this saying is this, become God inside-minded. Yeah, Amen. Now close your eyes, put your hand over your heart and say, I will, I will. and I choose... 
to become God-inside-minded. The greater one lives in me. Therefore, I shall not be afraid. Now, one of, the, one of the ways, but not the only way, that we can become more God-inside-minded is we become more Word of God-minded. In other words, we do what the book of Proverbs says, My son, attend to my word. Incline thine ear to my saints. Let them not depart from before thine eyes. But keep them where? In the midst of your heart. For they, my words, are life to those that find them, and health or medicine to all their flesh. Amen? Becoming God inside minded and becoming word of God minded is becoming spiritually minded. Amen? Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. God's word on the inside working in you effectually will enable you to become more spiritually minded and more conscious of him in your life. Hallelujah. That's why Colossians says, Paul said in the book of Colossians, since you be risen with Christ, set your affection or your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Or we could say it this way, not on what's going on in the earth. You know, Marvin Gaye used to sing a song called, What's Going On? Well, in the natural realm, there's a lot going on that's wrong. And if you set your mind on what's wrong, you'll get bummed out. You'll get depressed and everything will look dark. But if you set your affection on things above, if you put your mind on Him, if you keep your mind set on Him, He will keep you in perfect peace. Remember we were singing and Brenda was talking about peace and healing? That scripture came to me. As she was talking and as you were singing. What a great time of worship we had today. I want you to look at Isaiah 26 verse 3. We got a few more moments. You, you, you all good? Amen. You don't need to go see your tax man or anything. You already. Isaiah 26 verse 3. Amen. Amen. Notice this verse now. He will keep us in perfect peace. Perfect peace. The word perfect there is shalom, and the word peace is shalom. So there must be really something special about the latter part of this verse. Because the first part says, He will give us a double whammy of shalom. Or we could say it this way, a double portion of shalom. Amen. I think in the day in which we live, we need a double portion of shalom. Amen. You see, grace and peace can be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Savior. But He will keep us in perfect peace. The word shalom there means nothing missing and nothing broken. 
Anybody interested in having nothing missing in their life and nothing broken? Okay, here's the key. He will keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Another way to say it is whose mind is fixed on him. Because he trusts in him. What our thought here now is even though we're in the presence of our enemies, he's prepared a table before us. And if we will become more aware of what's on the table and become more God conscious, it won't matter what's under us or around us. Amen. Just put your hand over your heart and say, Father, I receive your great peace from your great word. I choose to think on and to dwell on God's word. And as I do, it will keep me, it will protect me from the snare of the fowler. I know my father is for me because he gave me his word. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo, hallelujah. So let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. If you will abide in him and his words abide in you, you will ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Amen. Amen. How else can we become more God conscious? Well, we become more God conscious by praising him. And by spending quality time in prayer. Amen. Amen. Look at Psalm 54. And uh, we'll notice verse 4. Psalm 54, verse 4. Let's keep driving home this point. Psalm 54, verse 4. Says, Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. Another way of saying that he is our helper. And then go quickly over to Psalm 56 and verse 9. Mm. Psalm 56 and verse 9. Hallelujah. Ha ha on the devil. He's a liar. Psalm 56, verse 9. I'm getting happy today. Glory to God. Whoo. Like the lady, you know, someone asked this guy, well, you know, do you ever wake up grumpy? No, I just let him sleep. (laughs) Psalm 56, verse 9. When I cry unto the Lord, then shall my enemies turn back. This I know. Why? So when I cry unto the Lord, in other words, when I stay in his word, when I praise him, when I live a life that is filled with the Holy Spirit, then shall my enemies, what will they do? 
they'll turn back. They'll come against you. But when they understand that God is for you, and you know that God is for you, well, (laughs) they're just going to take off. They're they're just going to turn back. No wonder he said no weapon that is formed against you is going to prosper. Turn back. The enemy turns back even though he comes to mean evil and to mean bad for you. He turns back because of the presence of God in your life. Say it with me. This I know. For God is for me. And then Psalm 41 and verse 11. I saw this the other morning when I was going through some things concerning some devotions that I do. And it just really uh, just kind of stood right out at me. And I believe it's for us this morning. Praise the Lord. Psalms 41, verse 11. Mm. By this, I know. Kind of sounds like Paul, for I am persuaded. I'm persuaded. I'm, I'm to a place in my life, I just know this. I know that I know that I know that I know that God is for me. He's with me. He's on my side and he lives in me. By this, I know that you favor me. Him favoring you is another way of saying he's for you. By this, I know that you favor me. How do I know it? Because when my enemy came as a roaring lion, he did not triumph over me. Hallelujah. He did not triumph over me. Now this does not mean that he's not going to come, but what it means because of the favor of God on your life and because he's for you and with you and on the inside of you, he will not triumph over you. Hallelujah. Say it with me. He shall not. not. The enemy shall not not. triumph Triumph. over me. me. Isn't that good news? Is that good news or is that good news? He doesn't triumph over us. I think if we open it up to testimonies this morning, we'd hear testimony after testimony after testimony. Of how that when the enemy came to swallow you up, maybe it was your finances, maybe it was your kids, maybe it was your body, maybe it was on the job. But when the enemy came, because of God being for you and the favor of God going before you, your enemies did not triumph over you. Hallelujah. And then lastly, and in closing, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Amen. There's a whole lot of more concerning this. I've discovered that he is an enemy to my enemies. 
and we, we don't have the time to get into it this morning. We may or may not next week. But let's just read this as a great confession of faith, as we've all received some great things today. Say it with me now. now. Thanks, be unto God, Thanks be unto God, which always, always causes me, causes me to, triumph to triumph in Christ. When you triumph in Christ, the enemy does not triumph over you. Let's read the first part of that verse again. Say it with me. Let's read it together. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes me to triumph in Christ. Amen? Well, I don't feel very triumphant. You don't have to feel it to believe it. Just believe it and receive it and say it and act on it. Act as if you were triumphant. Act as if you don't have a care. Act as if you are healed. Amen. And we're healed. And breakthrough will come. Hallelujah. And then once breakthrough happens for you, notice what happens. A manifestation starts to happen through your life. A manifestation and the sweet smell, the sweet savor of victory comes through your life to where others will see it and sense it and feel it. And many of them will want to know who and how you ever got there. And I know this bunch, you'll tell them it was J-E-S-U-S. Come on, everyone say J-E-S-U-S. One more time. J-E-S-U-S. Oh, let's shout victory. Amen. Glory to God. Amen, 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 amen.